This is The Spiritual Awakening Show. I'm Brent, and today I'm going to be clearing up a little bit of the mystery around Kundalini Shakti Awakening. Kundalini Shakti, one of my favorite topics of all time. It's something that's been kept secret for so long and only recently has it come out in the mainstream, thanks to the grace of the internet. There's a lot of mystery and misunderstanding surrounding it still though. So in this Q&A, I go deep in response to a seeker inquiring into some of the specifics of the Kundalini awakening process and the associated teachings. So let's get right into it. Here it is. Hi Brent. Why do some people experience Kundalini Shakti awakening at different stages on their path than others? Why do some people's Kundalini awakenings vary so much from others? Also, why are some non-dual spiritual teachers so dismissive of this sort of phenomenon? Hey, thanks for the great questions. The specifics of each person's path are unique. However, there are general themes which can be seen across the board when we look at spiritual awakening and transformation overall. Some undergo the awakening or activation of Kundalini Shakti prior to having any other sort of spiritual awakening. Others experience the activation and, and awakening of Kundalini Shakti after a series of initial spiritual awakenings. With Kundalini Shakti, some experience a very rapid and intense awakening, while others may experience a very gradual and gentle awakening. Some may experience Kundalini Shakti awakening from the root chakra upwards, others from the crown chakra downwards, others from the heart chakra both upwards and downwards. Some might even understand Kundalini Shakti to first begin to rise from the feet upward. For some, Kundalini won't rise all the way to the crown chakra, but will instead stop at the solar plexus chakra, for example. There are many reasons for this, one of them being that the aspirant may not be practiced enough. Another reason might be intentionally. I have heard of some schools purposely only raising Kundalini Shakti to the solar plexus in order to develop very grounded people with strong wills for specific purposes, perhaps cultural. Some people's Kundalini Shakti awakening and transformation might be so gradual and so subtle that they may not even be able to take conscious note of it. Others may come into this life with the Kundalini Shakti already fully awakened due to past lifetimes experience. The fact of the matter is that Kundalini Shakti is mysterious and as far as I can tell, it is a constantly evolving process that no one person or lineage has full understanding of. There are masters from vastly different lineages with decades of experiences with awakened Kundalini that will disagree on certain points. This doesn't mean that there is a right or wrong, just that the process is highly individualized. Some teachers are dismissive of the phenomenon of Kundalini Shakti for a handful of reasons. Firstly, in the past, this was a very esoteric, highly secretive topic that was only discussed in private between master and initiate. Secondly, Kundalini Shakti is feminine, and overall, humanity has been afraid of the feminine for quite a while, thus resulting in the denial and suppression of this force. Thirdly, spiritual awakening occurs in stages. And at certain stages, it appears as if all phenomena are merely illusory. 
Teachers stuck at these early stages tend to dismiss everything, unaware that their understanding is not complete. In ancient times, the teachings of Kundalini Shakti were only exchanged between a master and initiated disciples. In order to really know what this is about, one had to prove themselves worthy of and disciplined enough to handle this very powerful transformative force. Being transformed by the Kundalini is the highest type of transformation that a human being can go through, and it demands everything of a person. Once on this path, there is no turning back. The energy is extremely powerful. In fact, it is the most powerful force in all of existence, and if one is reckless, it can ruin their lives or even kill them. As well, when being transformed by this force, though not guaranteed, it is highly likely for an individual to develop siddhis or psychic abilities. These abilities are real and extremely powerful. If an undisciplined person were to find themselves with such powers, great harm can and has been done. For these reasons, the information was kept hidden. Because of the esoteric nature of these matters, there hasn't been very much that's been said about it, so it tends to get overlooked. But now we are in the information age and nearly everything is available online. We see many people interested in Kundalini, for the wrong reasons on one hand, but on the other hand, we see many people being transformed by it in many great, awesome, beneficial ways. Throughout history, the masculine has made an attempt to dominate the feminine. The feminine, by nature, cannot be controlled as it is constantly dancing and transforming. This inability to control has made the masculine feel threatened, and so men have attempted to suppress the feminine and all that is represented by it, such as women, emotions, feeling, and of course, the feminine, the goddess, Kundalini Shakti. We live in a world where the mass majority of religions do not give women the same rights as men. A woman can't typically become a priest, for example. Men far outnumber the amount of women within politics. And the list of inequalities goes on. This is a misogynistic society that is in denial of the feminine. If a person has been raised by this society, then they have been conditioned either consciously or unconsciously to suppress the feminine both within and outside themselves. This is a fact that cannot be denied. Kundalini Shakti is the divine feminine, the goddess, the divine mother. She is the epitome of femininity. As expected, the masculine within this society has made an attempt to suppress and dismiss her. She is a force that cannot be controlled, only surrendered to. Surrender is not a masculine quality. And so, many have made an attempt to simply erase or ignore Kundalini Shakti from the picture of the spiritual path. To acknowledge Kundalini Shakti means that one must also acknowledge their emotions, feelings, compassion, love, and also be willing to process and heal from one's trauma and wounds. Most people in this society are not inclined to do such a thing. And so, they have instead found an escape in the transcendence of pure non-dual awareness in which everything is simply without disturbance. This is referred to as Shiva, the masculine. Most modern-day teachers of non-duality fall under the category of Neo-Advaita. They belong to the new school of Advaita, modified to be suitable for this Western world in which the feminine is denied. Neo-Advaitans attain a certain degree of awakened consciousness in which they discover the transcendent, absolute, pure consciousness or pure being 
also known as Shiva. Upon this discovery, which is merely an awakening on the level of the mind, it appears as if everything is merely an illusion, including one's body, one's emotions, and oneself. These teachers then go on to share their incomplete understanding, denying all phenomena of the world. Guys, Neo-Advaita isn't even 50 years old. It's a modern twist on the teachings of Advaita Vedanta that are thousands of years old, which fully acknowledge Kundalini Shakti and the feminine. I myself fell victim to being taught by some Neo-Advaitans that the body and matters of Kundalini Shakti were simply unimportant, if not total distractions on the path. In fact, I went on to share some of these teachings myself. For that, I am truly sorry, and that's why I'm extremely open about Kundalini Shakti in my teaching today. Despite my ignorance and lack of discernment, the goddess has still shown me compassion and allowed me to get to know her very closely. For all those that are in denial of the Kundalini Shakti, I hope that she shows them the same compassion and understanding that she showed me. Fortunately, however, some non-dual teachers don't deny or dismiss Kundalini Shakti. Their approach is to simply abide in a state of awareness and to surrender to the experience regardless of what happens. They simply don't make a big deal about it. Zen teachings are this way. Ajishanti, who has a background in Zen, is a modern-day spiritual teacher that seems to take this approach. He does not dismiss Kundalini Shakti. He simply encourages awareness and surrender. And I feel that ultimately, this is all one really needs when undergoing this process. Ajashanti himself was transformed by the energy, and if I'm not mistaken, at least two of his students, now spiritual teachers themselves, are very open about Kundalini Shakti in their own work, these teachers being Bonnie Greenwell and Craig Holliday. You might benefit from checking out their work. So, are you experiencing any Kundalini phenomena yourself? Maybe you're curious, maybe you've got a question for me, I'd love to help you out. Just reach out to me at info at brentspirit.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, find me on Facebook, Instagram, and on the web, brentspirit.com. I've got some great free stuff there for you. So until next time, be well.